Hello, you guys, and welcome back to Sunday Questions, a podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Bracken, and I am thrilled, as always, to be doing another episode. So it is currently Saturday, and I've kind of made it a habit recording on Saturdays when I don't have like a pre-planned episode, and I have been scheduling a bunch of guests, which I am so excited about, and we'll talk about that a little bit today. But honestly, today I am reporting live from my upper building's audio recording space which is awesome because it's based mostly for people who are recording music but it works really nicely for podcasting and it's rainy in Nashville it's like 1 30. I went on my run this morning in the rain and then I went to go get coffee and I just this is like my peak weather because I just enjoy watching the rain from my apartment but I'm feeling very chill and I just feel like it'll be nice for people to open this up on their Sunday or whatever day you end up opening this up on and just feel like you're having a nice, relaxing little hour and a half or half an hour or so with a friend. So I wanted to start off by giving you guys just a weekly report, which I've been seeing more people doing this on TikTok and Instagram and just like obviously report in this case has double meaning. One is that like you're reporting on the week and two is that... um there's an acronym within the word report and I thought it was really fun so I'm going to share my weekly report with you guys because I love when you guys tell me to give you life updates because it's so funny like half the podcast I swear anyway is just me talking about what's going on in my life and the fact that anyone finds that entertaining is just the greatest blessing so today's podcast episode will get into if i had a month to change my life here's what i do and i'm really excited to get into those things because they're super actionable it's honestly like a prescription um based on all the work that i've done over the past few years to change my own life and like really just extracting the things that i've done the most for me and so if you want to skip that portion by all means um it'll probably be like 20 minutes in but I wanted to start off by giving you guys my report and then some fun life updates. So R in report is for resting. So to rest, I've just been watching Barry on HBO Max. And if anyone has watched it, you know that it's like a difficult show to describe because it is the most absurd, bizarre plot. But I got really into a lot of Bill Hader's work after listening to him on Smartless and just all like the SNL alumni I just find so fascinating because they go on SmartList and tell their story and then I just feel drawn to the projects that they work on. So it's been really fun watching that and it's just been nice to have a show that has four seasons um, that I can kind of just like sit back and half pay attention to while I'm doing work and stuff. Um, And then I've really enjoyed, so Sam and I call every single day. Um, For the most part, we try to. And it's funny because with distance, you like want every day to be... And same thing with a regular relationship when you're not long distance. It's like you want every day to feel just like sparks flying and everything. And realistically, sometimes not everyone in the relationship has energy for um, like a sparks flying, oh my God, I love you, I love you phone call or hanging out, maybe you're on a date. And it's just been fun because Sam and I were on the phone for five hours the other day. And I swear there was like an hour where we were both silent because he was looking at job stuff and I was writing my TED talk. And it was like the most peaceful thing just to be able to like speak, have him answer and then just like know he was there. And I've really moved away from this expectation of like every day, every phone call needs to just be like 
pouring my heart out or him pouring his heart out. Like it really just can be mundane. And I love doing anything mundane with him. And I think that's why our relationship is so special. And I think that's a huge green flag if you're someone who is in a relationship or has been considering getting into a relationship with someone. I've just been enjoying that. It's been a huge source of rest for me. It's just been having him to talk to and talk through things that are going on. Um, And also just listening. It's nice to have someone who is like really wants to tell you about the intricacies of their life, especially when it's long distance and you have a good framework of what their life looks like, where they're living. It's just nice to like sit back and listen and hear their update um, when you care. And then I've been doing breath work and meditation every morning, which is just for me will forever be a game changer. I don't know what I would do without those things. And that is not to say that I still do them every day. There are still days when I go without doing those things and I do notice a difference. Um, I remember my friend's mom was like, I don't know why we always avoid the things that are good for us. I have no answer for that. It is simply human and sometimes you have to learn that consistent meditation or consistent breath work is really what gets you to be your best self. Um, And for me, that's certainly the case so I've been doing that and then E is eating okay so I am going through a bagel phase um, but I swear I'm not depressed I've been doing vegan cream cheese because I'm currently on a no dairy experiment just to see if it affects my skin because I was having some skin texture and that's not a bad thing at all but my skin doesn't usually do that so I assumed something was off with my gut And I've just been trying to experiment and see what that's about. But I've been doing vegan cream cheese and then sprouts, tomato, onion. Honestly, anything I can really find that seems like it would make sense. Like lemon, olive oil, salt, pepper, obviously. And also, this is a new update as of last night, I guess. Because I recorded this week's episode. I actually recorded it originally yesterday. And then I was like, I don't really love it. The audio was kind of bad. And I just was like, I don't feel super confident about putting this out. And I want to be really proud of the work that I'm about. Um, and so I was like, let me re-record it. But last night I finally took the jump to reincorporate lean protein, um, lean animal protein into my diet beyond just fish. And this was not without a 20 minute pep talk from Sam being like, you know, you want to do this. It's not that scary. Like it's only as much meaning as you ascribe to it. And we just had a really great conversation about like why, cause I've been wanting to reincorporate animal protein into my diet for quite some time just because I really struggle to get enough protein in especially right now I'm just very aware of my body's needs training for a marathon I'm like I feel like I'm not giving my body enough protein I feel like my recovery is lacking and also just for muscle development and muscle definition which sounds vain but like whatever I don't really care if people are like you're so perpetuating whatever I do want to be able to like see the results of all the work that I'm putting in athletically and I feel like the amount of protein I'm eating now is not um, helping that outcome so I ate ground turkey last night I put it in this amazing anti-inflammatory rice Uh, the recipe is from gathered nutrition if you just look up anti-inflammatory coconut rice it is amazing and I added some extra stuff I added carrots you could add mushrooms there's bok choy in there green onions It is amazing. And then I added ground turkey, which I was excited to start with that because growing up, I never ate red meat. I never ate pork, really. So it was just like an approachable thing to return to turkey. And ground turkey was nice because I could kind of hide it in the rice dish. But I'm very proud of myself. And then this morning, I had some turkey bacon on my sandwich, which I actually 
didn't love so I didn't eat the whole thing but it's nice to experiment and try those things out and then the P in report is for pausing and I also think everyone has different kind of iterations of what this thing means to them the report acronym but pausing I've been trying to shower without music or a podcast playing and just enjoy the time with myself and I forgot what I was listening to or reading but someone was talking about how at the end of the day when we get under the shower we're all the same and like no matter what accolades you have or what you wear what you look like we get in the shower and just us in the water and there's really not much differentiation there and I was like wow I don't know why that really resonated with me because I've never I've been a always been a pretty quick showerer like I just kind of get in and out and I'm not very present to it so I've just been trying to not play music not play a podcast because I tend to compulsively do those things just because I like to be stimulated and entertained like all of us obviously we're addicted to these things um I'm no different and so I've just been really trying to make a concerted effort to let myself have that time to really appreciate the almost like boredom that is just being in the shower and being the same as everyone else like you get in the shower and you're literally just a naked body cleaning yourself off and it's like there is no differentiation there between me and Jeff Bezos like he does the same thing we all shower obviously if you have access to showering and that's a totally different conversation but it's just a nice little grounding practice to not constantly have something playing or stimulating you while you're in the shower and then O is for obsessing so I've been obsessing over these two sisters they're both runners and they're both training for the Chicago Marathon, and I've just been loving their content. Their names are Hannah Gerson and Ellie Gerson, and Ellie has a ice cream company in New York, an ice cream company that is actually doing an event with Rag and Bone, which is so cool, and she just seems amazing, and I want to support her personal brand from afar, even though she probably has no idea who I am, but I really, really am enjoying her and her sister Hannah's running content, and also just their general vibe on social media ellie just posted a video the other day being like if you want to post on tiktok do it like it doesn't matter if your friends are sending it in group chats or if someone's making fun of you those people don't matter and it was just nice i just think it's fun like they're both corporate girlies and they're in new york and they're living their life and they're they have an amazing relationship as sisters and they're also training um and it's just been so nice to have people to kind of like guide me especially women along this marathon training thing and they're so honest about it and open about it um and i just really appreciate them so if you're not already following them especially if you're a runner or if you're in new york they're amazing follows and i would love to have them on the podcast that would be like a dream and then recommending um i recommend the moon juice magnesium it's like a sleep supplement um mixed with ultima lemonade electrolyte You've probably heard me talk about Ultima Lemonade Electrolyte Powder on here before because I am grossly addicted to it. It has clean ingredients, so I'm all for it, but I really am very addicted to it, and it's so, so good. But the magnesium is great for sleeping, except for it doesn't really taste like anything. Um, there is, I think it's like a blue raspberry flavor, the one that I got, but I'll mix it with the lemonade, and it tastes like a blue raspberry lemonade before I go to bed, and it's so good. And you could also do the moon juice magnesium with like a lemon water and sea salt. I've seen people do that, but I love my personal concoction. And then I've seen some people do a tea for treats um, or like treating yourself, which I haven't really been treating myself financially, 
um, because I am focused on like what my priorities with money are. So instead, I have been transforming is what the T is going to stand for. And I feel like over the past week, weirdly, I'm just starting to really trust my own evolution and be like, oh, wow, this is literally just who I've become and and embracing that evolution rather than questioning it or feeling like it's somehow fraudulent. It's like you are going to grow as a person as you grow up. And the difficult part comes, I think, for me at least, when I've known every version of myself. So I have lived my eight-year-old self. I've lived my 15-year-old self. And so the product that I'm seeing is so much growth and learning and so much mistake-making. And so when people celebrate me for who I am today, it feels almost inauthentic to be like, wow, thank you, without qualifying all of the dumb stuff that I've done, all of the mistakes that I've made, and every version of myself I've been that I'm not necessarily proud of. And where I've come to on that is like, okay, it's honestly just not that deep. Like, everyone is a little punk when they're 12. Everyone is confused and trying to prove themselves to their peers when they're 15. Everyone's trying to figure themselves out when they're 19. And it's not fair to constantly compare yourself to past versions of you. Sure, it's nice when you're having a day where you're like, wow, I have come so far and I've grown so much. But just let the past versions of you exist as they were without feeling like who you are now compensates for who you weren't then. And that's something I have been working on so much over the past two years. I remember the first time I wrote in my journal, like realizing that a huge thing I was experiencing was just like not trusting my evolution and like questioning if it was real. And it's so funny because it's like that's where self-awareness becomes just such a bitch. Honestly, it's so difficult because maybe some people are just like la-di-da walking through the world, which is totally fine. Um, but they don't think about things like that. And then when you are someone who thinks about things like that, you're like, oh my goodness, this is exhausting. So I just feel like recently I've been like, oh wow, it doesn't matter if I was this way or that way in previous seasons of life. This is where I am now and I'm really proud of who I am now and I really feel comfortable in myself. And uh, I'm just starting to really be like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing that I at this point have gone through all of those things that got me here and that I feel the internal peace um, that I've been experiencing recently. So that's been really nice and kind of came on in a very subtle way. So that is my transforming and it just feels like freedom. And then I wanted to give you guys some life updates and life recently because yesterday I had posted like what in the world do I podcast about and somebody was like you should do life updates and life recently which I was like I do that every time which is so sweet that anyone wanted to hear it again um, but generally I'm still thinking about postgrad plans a lot but good news I'm thinking about it less than I was before so we're seeing some progress. I feel like and this is for the podcast listeners because you guys get more than any other social media platform that I share on like I just want to have some faith in my personal brand as annoying as that sounds and I'm all about like what you're telling the universe based on your body language and based on who you're surrounding yourself with and based on the things you do like I feel like the universe or for you maybe it's God like sees it all um and this is a really big fall for me just like running the New York City Marathon and giving my talk at TEDx Bellevue Women and 
doing all these really cool things and doing some press stuff um, and podcasting and having new guests on, I just really want to be present to what I'm doing right now and not constantly make myself feel like what I'm doing isn't enough. Like, at the end of the day, I don't want to get a nine to five job. And maybe half of you are like, yeah, me neither. Like, you're not that special. Um, But I do, it's like a weird position to be in when you have created kind of like a small brand and personal brand, of course. I don't actually have like a company, but it is weird when you're like, I really want this to be my job. Like, I really want a podcast full time. I want to travel. I want to constantly be connecting with people. Like, I want ultimately I think this podcast to be a safe space for people to come on and tell their stories in a way they don't feel like they've been able to tell it anywhere else and maybe that's a little bit pretentious to think that like I'm the one interviewer who could make them feel comfortable but I really do want to give people the floor whether it's someone who's an influencer or a celebrity or an athlete or someone who has no identification with any of those labels I just want to be a platform for people to come to where they can feel safe as a listener and also as a guest and I feel like the more clear I get on exactly what I want to create the more I'm like Kayleen just give yourself the chance to create that and I'm already employed of course which is such a privilege um, to be in this boat and also have an income so I just really want to lean into this and stop frequently thinking about post-grad plans like I know that even if it came to May 10th and I was graduating and I didn't know where I was going to live a month from now, like I would have somewhere to be and I would be safe and I would have money and I know that. So anyway, if you're in the same boat, um, whether it's like you just don't know what you want to do or you want to create a personal brand and you want that to be your job or you want to create your own job or your own company where you're making your schedule and you're determining what your life looks like, let yourself at least explore it like don't be so quick to shut yourself down because it really is a possibility so long as you let yourself believe it is and you put in the work to make it that so that's my tangent there and then recently I've just been like okay like I said I want this to be a safe place for guests and for people to come on and share their story in ways that they haven't before and in a lot of ways I would love to be kind of like the person who gets someone on the podcast before maybe all these other outlets are ultimately going to get to them and that's not like a competitive podcasting thing that's like I genuinely want people to really be excited about sharing their story in a new way for the first time on Sunday questions so recently I've just been like okay I know that I want to podcast as much as I can and for as long as I can so I started inviting people onto the podcast that I'm just a huge fan of personally um and that I'm just curious about so I'm really excited about seeing where this goes with some fun guests and I just got two really exciting yeses yesterday that I am like over the moon about I just can't wait to have these people on and I got a really amazing yes a few weeks ago with an amazing yes last week and I just like there are going to be so many cool guests on here that I am so excited to introduce you to if you don't know them already there's trust me there's some that you guys know already um but I'm just so thrilled to be having people on that like I genuinely just want to sit down with them and be like I want to pick your brain about all the amazing things you've done and who you are as a person and like what do you want to share like what do you feel called to share and finally um my dad popped through town this week 
and he had a conference in Memphis, but it was way cheaper to fly into Nashville. So he flew into Nashville, which was magical because I got to see him and he's always been just like such a light in my life. And it was just such a nice reinforcement seeing him of how much family matters to me. And that kind of goes back to that evolution. Like there was a point in my life when I was like, I feel so kind of like dejected. I don't want to say lonely because I don't really think lonely is a way I've felt a lot of times in my life. But I wasn't super close to my family. And there was a time when my family felt like five independent entities. And as I've gotten older, I've just experienced kind of this like coming home to my family. And even though everyone's at different stages of life, like my brother is doing something totally different than my sister. And thankfully, they're both geographically pretty close my mom is over there too and my dad's over there and it's just so nice like everyone's doing their own thing and I'm so proud of all of them and even like my cousins I've gotten so much closer with over the past year and my aunts and uncles and people that I know and now have realized like I only get to be their family member in this one lifetime and so I really want to appreciate it and be present to that um and it does take effort it takes like sending a text making a call being really engaging with your family, like being there as much as you can and having been a competitive athlete for so long, I didn't really have time to go to like the family weddings or go to holidays because I would be traveling or if I had to travel to that, I wouldn't be able to because I had a game. And so it's just been nice to be getting older and to be coming home to this idea of how important family is. And even just with being like integrated into Sam's life and Sam's family it's been so amazing to see the way other families operate and how much love is present for so many families and how you really do get to create your own dynamic within the family that you have and I'm just I know I talked about I think I talked about babies on the other podcast and just like having baby fever um obviously that is so far out but I just the idea of like guys I was making muffins the other night and I brought Emma muffins to our class the next day and I was like oh my gosh I'm having a vision of just like me making I'm already make too many treats like I make so many more treats than my home which is just essentially Megan and I can reasonably consume but I had this vision of like packing little treats for kids and I was like I just want to create something that is so meaningful and I don't know I think it just been so cool to get closer with my parents and closer with my siblings and obviously they're a huge part of my life um and it was just so lovely to be able to see my dad this week I just like wanted to wrap him up and as my parents get older and they're not old at all they're like 50 something but they're just so cute like I just want to wrap them up and put them in my pocket and bring them everywhere and like buy them treats and take them on vacations and let them sit in the sun I don't know I'm just guys I don't know what I'm saying I just love them so much I hope my parents are listening to this because they're perfect and my siblings are perfect and I'm so proud of them so I just am so excited that my dad was able to come through town and I had a big gratitude moment now I am giving you guys a recipe for changing your life this was somebody else's idea. I need to give credit. I don't remember who said it, but somebody spiked up my story and was like, you should do an episode on changing your life, things that changed your life. And so I'm. this is going to be a prescriptive episode and it might be a little bit daunting at times because changing your life is a big deal. But the premise I'm doing all this under is like, if I had a month to change my life, here is exactly what I would do. 
and I've broken it up into a few sections starting with podcasts I would listen to. So these are podcasts that I have on my podcast playlist on Spotify called Podcast for Perspective and when I tell you like that is my holy grail of things that have taught me life-changing lessons within an hour, an hour and a half, I could not recommend those more. And if you knew how many podcasts I listen to a week, there's probably a hundred episodes on that maybe. I am so selective about what goes on there. It needs to be like a breakthrough moment for me to put a podcast on there. So there's a bunch of really great ones and also it spans from like Oprah to Ed Milet to Dr. Mark Hyman to The Skinny Confidential to Lexi Hidalgo's podcast. Like there's so many things on there that are going to fit your fancy so to speak and so I hope anyone who hasn't checked that out yet checks it out and so podcasts I would listen to if I were going to try to change my life as much as possible number one and this is like my non-negotiable podcast um Byron Katie on Oprah's Super Soul and I believe the episode is called Setting Yourself Free Byron Katie is like the backbone of my mental health she is the backbone of my outlook on life being so harmonious with the world like she just talks a lot about how resisting reality is always going to make you suffer and the way she frames it in this like 35 minute episode is just so palatable it made I understood it as soon as she said it I remember exactly where I was when I first heard this episode I was on a treadmill at the quantum gym in Nashville two summers ago and I just remember being or three summers ago wow and I just remember being like oh my goodness life-changing I've never been the same ever since hearing it so I highly recommend that episode and then also Oprah Super Soul um, or maybe the Sun rethinking Brene Brown on what vulnerability is in she just talks a lot about perfectionism and vulnerability and it was life-changing in terms of how I walked through the world and then Elizabeth Gilbert, also on Super Soul, um, on the whole human experience. Or she has an episode called The Curiosity Driven Life. They're both on Oprah Super Soul. And Elizabeth Gilbert, I will say, if you're someone who is not like super driving with the woo-woo, just, I still think you should listen, but just beware because she's a little bit woo-woo. And I love it because I'm a, a little bit that way. But it definitely is a little bit overwhelming at times because she says things and you're like, that is just so radical. But it really is helpful, especially if you're just trying to like let that pendulum swing. Maybe what you need to hear is radical things. If you're looking at things really black and white, maybe it'll change your perspective. Um, next is very practical. It's Ramit um, CD on The Skinny Confidential. He also has his own podcast. But I highly recommend his episodes on like buying versus renting and financial habits. He is my finance guru and I'm not saying that I have perfect finances by any means. But the habits that he has taught me via his book, via his podcast, via the podcast he has gone on, I am just so impressed with the information he shares. And it talks all about negotiating with your bank because a lot of banks can be slimy. Um, negotiating with your bank and renting versus buying and how it doesn't really matter if you're buying a six dollar latte because those are not the charges that matter and that really impact you in the long run so it's kind of just like a progressive financial conversation but I would listen to him and then one of my favorite episodes ever because it's just so real is Hannah Jarrah 
on Skinny Dipping, which Skinny Dipping is Kayla Rose's podcast, and it's amazing. Hannah Jara and Kayla Rose are both Hawaii girls right now. I think that Hannah Jara still lives there. And they did an episode when Hannah was on Maui, and it was just so, like, listening to it, I remember listening to it last summer when I was on Oahu, and being so impressed with how honest Hannah was being because she is just so unafraid it seemed of admitting to the pain she was processing in the moments of processing it and it's the same thing that I've said on here before of like oftentimes we see wounds that have been healed and not wounds that are in the process of healing and can articulate it I'm willing to be vulnerable with it and from what I got from that episode I was just so impressed with how she talks about things that she's still struggling with and still working through And I really, really recommend that podcast in general, but that episode in particular was very moving. And it's a lot about healing and finding yourself and all that jazz, so I love it. And then Drew Barrymore on Jay Shetty's podcast, On Purpose. I can't even tell you really what she said, but I remember being just like so struck by her general demeanor and just vibe and the things she said and and how honest and open and just like warm-hearted she was. So I listened to that. And then last one is nine ways you're blocking your own growth and how to get unstuck with jay shetty you could probably listen to all of on purpose and your life would change drastically just based on the amazing advice of jay shetty i do prefer his podcasting to his books that's my personal opinion but i do recommend his podcast and also if you are someone who likes the way he talks and the stories he tells and the way he thinks I would absolutely engage with his books because he's an amazing author which leads me to our next thing which is books I would read and I'm keeping in mind that I said I would do this in a month and some people don't read super quickly and also these are kind of dense books that aren't like Colleen Hoover type page turners so number one If I could only read one book or if I could only recommend one book to anyone, it would be The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. This is in the same vein for me as the Byron Katie Set Yourself Free podcast and her philosophies because it's so much about inner harmony and how inner harmony creates external harmony. And I just cannot recommend it enough, you guys. I still post excerpts from here. Somebody reposted an excerpt from there the other day. It's so easy to understand it's so actionable it is so life-changing everyone i've talked to who has read this book has been gung-ho about it in the same way that i am it's not like anyone has ever read it and been like "Eh, you know i liked it it wasn't great everyone i know that has read it has been moved by this in some way whether it's one chapter or the entire book everyone i know who has consumed this book has been different on the other side of closing the book because of the incredible wisdom that michael singer um just imposes on everyone who reads it and i could not recommend it more okay i will stop singing about that book and then the miracle morning which i know i've been talking about a lot but because if i were changing my life in one month a huge part of that would be giving myself more time to develop myself and not sleeping in it would be to wake up early and the miracle morning just frames out why that's important and also really actionable ways on how to do it So that would be something I would recommend. And then turning 19. This was after my uh, dumpster fire of a year, as I called it. And I read May Calls Miracles and it's a 60-day challenge by Gabby Bernstein. And it just gives you daily prompts, daily quotes, daily meditations. And 
it was so life-changing but also in a way that it was like subtle like at the end of the 60 days i was like oh wow i really have changed and these miracles did happen but i didn't really register them as they were happening um or connect them to the book it was like a very nice subtle way to self-develop that wasn't super overwhelming and i ended up looking forward to it every morning of like sitting in my little meditation chair and reading my Gabby Bernstein chapter and she's just so cool and optimistic and talks a lot about manifestation which is something that resonates with me so I highly recommend that uh and then Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza now Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself I will say is very dense with quantum physics but it's incredibly inspiring and I have a whole list of notes on my phone from breaking the habit of being yourself and he just writes so many amazing things about how the quantum field responds not to what we want but to who we are being fun to feel like one you're getting much more intelligent Two, understanding the way that the world works it just like really makes you mindful and aware of how you behave how you treat people what you say what you put into the world what you visualize what thoughts you entertain i could not recommend it more and my final book that i would recommend to you if you were trying to change your life in the course of a month would be also ramit cd is i will teach you to be rich so that's kind of like an extension of the conversation you'll hear on the skinny confidential if you choose to listen to that but he writes this book and it seems a little bit academic almost at times in the way that it's framed like it kind of reads like a textbook with the graphics and the figures but I do recommend it to everyone who is looking to get a hold of their finances. And I'm telling you guys, I even now like pressure myself to get on top of my finances more than I already am because I just know how important it is and what a cushion it will give you later in life. And I know how easy it is to ignore your bank account and never look at it because it's scary to see how much money is in there unless you know that there's so much money in there. But for the most part, I think most people like avoid looking at it. It will make you feel better in the long run. It will minimize your stress. Your cortisol levels will go down. I don't think money should ever be overlooked, regardless of how much you have or how little you have. I don't think money should ever be overlooked as a source of intrinsic stress that is going to come. Throughout your life, maybe some years are going to be more financially stressful just based on the economy or based on something you're going through than other years but it really is so important to always have a pulse on your financial health because that is something that we encounter every single day most frequently multiple times a day i will teach you to be rich will teach you about financial health it will teach you about what to say when you call your bank and you ask why this charge has been added because there are so many things that you don't even realize as someone who banks with a big bank maybe it's bank of america wells fargo whoever and those financial intricacies, if you're someone who is lucky enough to have had a parent in finance, that's one thing. But especially for someone who doesn't have a parent in finance, who doesn't have that background, it's really, really important to be able to learn these things and also to be able to pass it down onto later generations if you're going to become a parent. So that is something I would recommend. And then I made a list of things I would avoid and I was trying to figure out if I should put habits I would implement or things I would avoid first. And I ended up going with things that I would avoid because I do think when you're changing your life, there is this diligence that you need to be like, okay, I know I don't want this outcome and I know that I need to behave this way in order to avoid that negative outcome. So things I would avoid, number one, and I felt like a little bit controversial saying this, but scientifically not controversial at all, 
just because sometimes I don't want to be like that guy who doesn't drink and then like tells other people not to drink like really I could not care less what decisions you make about consuming alcohol but if you came to me and said what is one thing you would avoid if you were trying to change your life in one month I would easily tell you drugs and alcohol I would avoid them for the month I'm not saying you have to avoid drugs and alcohol forever but I would absolutely recommend if you have 30 days to change your life don't drink alcohol for 30 days. Don't smoke weed for 30 days, whatever it is. Don't use nicotine for 30 days. Obviously, there's different things with addiction there and with having those things in your life that there might make that complicated. And obviously, it's your relationship. Most of the people who listen to this are adults or are going to be adults soon. You know how to make those decisions and you know what's serving you and what's not serving you. But if you're really serious about changing your life in 30 days, I would cut out alcohol at the very least. I also would avoid hyper-processed foods just because of the way that it impacts your gut and then impacts your hormones, impacts your brain health, your cognitive abilities. And so you can also still consume things that are processed in the way that like yogurt is processed or something with minimal ingredients is processed. But I would try to fill my plate with whole foods, not only because it is nourishing for your body, but also because that typically means that you've cooked and cooking just lowers your stress levels in general and makes you feel like you're achieving something. I would avoid people that make me feel lonely. Like, you know when you're in a room with someone and they themselves just make you feel like, I don't feel understood, I don't feel seen, I don't feel heard. I don't really think I enjoy being around this person or this group of people. I would avoid those people. I would avoid impulsively buying things that I didn't plan for. And this is a big one because I'm not saying you can't make big purchases while you're trying to change your life and that might even be necessary if you want to get like a technology or a gadget that you feel like is going to help you optimize your health or your cognitive abilities or productivity, etc. I do think that part of changing your life is really having the discipline to say no to yourself. And it's like, okay, I could right now make this big purchase because I want to change my life. And if I'm going to change my life, I probably need a new wardrobe or I probably need to get an eyelash lift or I probably need to get my nails done every week. And look, that's up to you, how you want to spend your money, how much money you have. That is, of course, your business, literally none of my business. Um, but I know that impulsively buying things I didn't plan for is always going to make me feel like guilty or stressed or financially stressed. And so I'm really just trying to be aware of like what I want to buy, what my intentions are around money, what my priorities are for spending money. And that's also something I would do, a habit I would implement, which I'm going to get to later, but just because it's on my mind right now and I know I didn't write it down, is getting really clear on your priorities when it comes to spending your money. So Ramit CD talks, and you'll hear this on the podcast or in the book, talks a lot about how it's okay to love spending money on travel. He talks about like developing your rich life and so it's okay to spend a lot of money on travel it's okay to spend a lot of money on food it's okay to spend a lot of money on clothes what's probably not responsible is to spend a lot of money on all of those things so it's really important to get really clear on okay what do i like spending my money on what can i spend my money on that's going to get me closer to my goals or make me happier so for me i know that the bulk of my money is spent on food and travel and I love clothes but I don't love clothes enough to make that a priority in my spending and so that's I actually I like really don't love shopping for clothes because it makes me feel kind of icky whereas I can book a flight no problem feel fine about it I can go out to dinner feel fine about it but because I know that those are my financial priorities I'm comfortable there and so getting comfortable with okay I 
love spending money on clothes. Maybe you love spending money on shoes. You don't have to explain to anyone why you spend your money the way you spend your money. That's your business. But it really is important to get clear on the priorities around how you spend your money and where that money goes to. Next, I would avoid overcommitting to plans. And the reason that I would say avoiding overcommitting to plans, I just like hate the feeling of having to cancel on people. And especially if you're in a period of self-development, it's important that you can give yourself the integrity. You can reinforce your own sense of your integrity by not making plans and then canceling it's important for self-confidence to follow through on the promises that you make both to yourself and to others and so i would just avoid overcommitting to plans because if you're trying to self-develop and you're trying to make time for yourself and change your life constantly like rushing from thing to thing is not going to help you establish that sense of presence and that sense of intention I would avoid going on my phone in the morning and being on my phone before bed. So I think most people know this at this point because it is kind of like a hot button issue. But when you open your phone in the morning and that's your first dopamine hit of the day, basically the rest of the day will be spent trying to chase that same hit of dopamine from the same source. So when I open my phone and my first hit of dopamine is three Instagram comments on a picture that I posted... I literally will find myself going throughout the day impulsively to just refreshing and refreshing and seeing if I got any more comments. And it's not because I am seeking that validation purposefully. It's because my brain is literally looking for the dopamine hit that I gave it that morning. And same thing works with food. Like if you wake up in the morning and you have a fruit tart, that's a weird example, but your body is going to have that sugar. You're going to get the dopamine hit from the sugar And you're going to spend the rest of the day craving sugar. It's literally just the way that one blood sugar works and also the way that your brain works. So being aware of that and then also not going on your phone before bed. Being on your phone before bed is damaging to your sleep. It's not advantageous to falling asleep nor to the quality of your sleep. And so I try my best to put my phone in the other room or in my bathroom and I'll close the door so that I have to wake up, get out of bed and then turn my alarm off. Kind of wakes me up naturally and... Something else I would avoid is doing work in my bedroom. It's so easy to get in bed and do homework on your laptop or get in, be answering emails on your phone or you're at your desk in your room, which that's kind of different. And I also have a desk in my room that I do work at occasionally. So I, of course, these are not super serious rules, but your bed should be a place for you to rest and a place for you to really relax and wind down and associating it with work, associating it with your laptop or with things that you can do or things you haven't done is just going to be damaging to your body's ability to relax when it gets into that state. And then I would avoid being dishonest in any capacity. And I mean this with like borrowing someone else's homework. I mean this with lying about or making an excuse about why you weren't somewhere, even if you feel like it's like a quote unquote white lie. Obviously being dishonest to anyone about how you feel being dishonest about where you were, what you're doing. There is just so many crumbs you leave when you choose to be anything other than completely clear and honest with people. And it's so much easier to just be honest. And I've learned this the hard way so many times. It is so much easier to just be honest and be clear. And maybe the answer that the other person gets isn't perfect from you. But you don't ever have to worry about going back and cleaning up your mess or being constantly stressed out about 
oh my gosh, what if they find out that I wasn't being completely honest? It just takes away that element of added stress to your life. And that's what a lot of these things will do. It will take away the added element of stress that is trying to hide your deception from people. Just be honest, be clear, be really intentional about like, okay, this, I missed this thing because I forgot about it. What am I going to tell them? Option A, I had a family emergency. Option B, I totally spaced. I really apologize. This is important to me and it won't happen again. The answer is always going to be option B if you want to reduce your stress in the future and also if you want that person to trust you. Next, I just had a serious cough attack and I had to pause it. But moving on to our next thing on things that I would avoid, I would avoid over consuming on social media. So if you need to set screen time or if you need to set certain apps on not being on your home screen or deleting certain apps like deleting TikTok. I deleted TikTok for a while. Deleting Instagram if it's something that's not serving you. Honestly, I would recommend if social media is not a huge part of like your job or the brand you're trying to create, deleting it because if you really do need that time to change your life, not having social media is going to be a really amazing way to do that. But also, you don't need to delete social media. You can absolutely just prioritize certain apps over others and not constantly be going from app to app. Just being intentional about why you're on social media, how much time you want to spend on social media, when you use it. It shouldn't just be like a default for when you're not doing anything. It could be like, okay, I'm going to give myself 20 minutes every afternoon at 4 p.m. to go scroll on TikTok or Instagram. But just being intentional about how you're using it. And then finally, like I said, skipping things that I said I'd do, I would absolutely avoid that because when we don't keep promises to ourselves, we kill our own sense of self-confidence. And when we don't keep our promises to other people, we stop trusting ourselves. And a huge part of self-development is learning to trust yourself because there's so many things that are out there that are going to make you feel like you don't know exactly what you want or you don't know exactly who you are. And it's okay if you don't know exactly what you want. And it's okay if you don't know exactly who you are. But understanding that you have to trust yourself more than you trust necessarily other people because you are the one who is driving your life and that's going to be critical in changing your life. And then moving on to habits I would implement, which is objectively way more fun than things I would avoid. I would journal every day for 10 minutes and that's something I do now and I'm loving it. And I also love it because I set my 10 minute timer and it's not like I'm sitting there making myself write down like dear diary today my heart was heavy I'm like writing down almost random things I'm like the sun is out I've been journaling for this many days and then I write down my priorities for the day and I recently just got the Lauren Bostic give me a fucking minute or can I get a fucking minute planner and I love it because it has that kind of like built into it with the what am I listening to today what am I consuming and then what are my priorities and all of those wonderful little aspects of the day but I would journal every day for 10 minutes and it doesn't have to be like deep or anything. It can literally be whatever you want. It could be bullet points. It could be, you could draw for all I care. Do whatever you want. Um, but give yourself that 10 minute timer. You don't need to write for 10 minutes. You could stare at the page for 10 minutes. But just being present to your thoughts and the passing thoughts, I think is a really special experience, especially to start your day. And then I would read for 10 minutes every day. Obviously, if you're engaging with those books that I listed, I think just setting like a 10 minute a day or 10 page a day rule is a really productive way to get through those. Um, I would wake up before 7 a.m. every day. 
this would honestly be the non-negotiable, I think. And trust me, I woke up late this morning. But I think so many people live in mediocrity because they don't care about the time that they could have. And it sounds so morbid, but like you really never know when your last day is on earth. And this is such a special experience. So that's why I tell myself when I'm like, I could sleep in or I could get up and I could experience life. And if you want to live an extraordinary life, you have to do extraordinary things. And that's something I always come back to. And if you want to change your life, that is something I recommend writing down on a post-it and sticking to your mirror. If you want to live an extraordinary life, you have to do extraordinary things. And that one sentiment always makes it worth it to me to be waking up early and to be eating in a way that serves my body and my mind and to surround myself with the right people. I would also go to sleep before 11 p.m. every night. That kind of goes with the 7 a.m. thing. You need to be getting ample sleep in order to be productive the next day. I would high-five myself in the mirror daily, and I already tried to do this. This is a Mel Robbins habit. The High Five Habit is a wonderful book if you haven't read it. She also has a bunch of podcast episodes on it that I highly recommend. So I would high-five myself in the mirror daily. Every time that I do it consistently, I notice my self-confidence goes up, my confidence in my appearance, um, just my general comfort in my own skin always goes up because I'm associating so much celebration with who I am. And then I would meditate for at least five minutes a day, and the plus there would be doing breath work. I love breath work because it really gets you just like in touch with your brain and your body, and you release at the same time that you are really getting in touch with what you're feeling and maybe why you've been feeling it. But also, like, there's just so much movement when you're doing breath work throughout your body that you never hold on to something for long. It's very much like in and out, and it's just so refreshing. And meditation, of course, is really important. And I know a lot of people don't love meditating, but what I will say is that I heard someone talk about meditating in this way that I will share with you because they were saying like, okay, well, a lot of people think that we meditate because you want to just be like, ah, everything is perfect. And everyone is waiting for that meditation where they're like, oh my goodness, the birds were chirping. I heard waves. It was magical. It was so peaceful. But so many times I sit down to meditate and the things my brain is saying are just outrageous. Like they're things I wouldn't want to repeat. And I don't shame myself for that because I understand that that's just the way that the brain works sometimes. And sometimes it's going to be chattier than others. Sometimes it's going to be a little bit more rambunctious than others. And the best part about that is that The purpose of meditating is not so that you can be at peace when you're in a peaceful situation. Sure, it's so that you can be present to the peace of a peaceful situation, but for the most part, it is like if you meditate every single day and that becomes a habit, that becomes part of the fabric that is you and that the landscape of your mental health and your perception and outlook on the world, then when there is a chaotic situation, when someone is mad at you, when someone is upset, when there is a crazy situation going on around you that is when having meditated comes in handy because you are at just a more gentle more sound baseline than someone who doesn't meditate and obviously it's not a competition but I promise you meditating even if your brain is just like screaming profanities and crazy things I don't know what brains say it's okay 
that's probably actually going to be more helpful for you than if you sat down and had no thoughts at all. Next, a habit I would implement is doing my work at least two days before it's due if I have the ability to do so, and I oftentimes do have the ability to do that. But again, this is just another habit that's going to limit the stress in your life and give you more time and space to self-develop and be present to the life that you're living. Uh, Another rule and habit that I would implement is never be the one to start a negative conversation about someone else and really, really do your best not to contribute negatively to those conversations. And look, I'm not perfect. I'm in conversations with friends where they say something negative about someone else, but I really, really try my best to never be the one who brings up a negative aspect of a situation or say something negative about someone else because you go home right from that conversation or you leave that conversation and you are a heavier person because you have said that about someone else and I know that in the moment maybe it feels like you're ranting but it's like leaving crumbs what I always talk about Matthew McConaughey's thing of like you are leaving crumbs around that you're going to have to clean up and you would rather just not have to have that conversation with someone where they're like I heard you said this about me you never know how something you say is going to be construed, how it's going to get back to someone else. And I really just try to make it a rule to not be the one saying shitty things about people because one, I think it reflects poorly on me. And two, I just don't feel like dealing with down the line, like feeling uncomfortable around someone because I have the knowledge that I said something ill about them. Next, the last thing that I would implement um, is that If something is going to take you less than two minutes to do, you have to do it as soon as you think of it. And this is something I got, I think, from Lexi Hidalgo's podcast, The Two Minute Rule. But I typically implement it when I am like, okay, I have dishes in the dishwasher. I could put them away right now or I could put them away later. I'm like, it'll take me two minutes. Let me put them away. And or if I dish in the sink or if I need to change my laundry. There are just so many things or shoot someone an email like there's so many examples where it's literally going to take you 30 seconds to two minutes to do and you may as well just do it then because you're going to feel more accomplished after doing it. So those are the habits I would implement and stay with me here guys. We have two more segments. One is apps I would download. So I would download Rocket Money or Marcus by Goldman Sachs. I'm not sponsored by either of these I think you guys would know if this podcast had sponsorships. Um, But I would just download this to understand the state of my finances. Uh, That's mostly for Rocket Money. So Rocket Money will show you like any subscriptions you have. It'll show you how much you're spending and on what, which is of course really important to maintain an awareness of as I've already talked about. And then I would download Marcus by Goldman Sachs because it's a really, really easy way to automate your savings. If you don't already have a savings account or you don't know how to navigate a savings account, and I would download Agape, which I talked about in the last episode. I would start answering the app's daily questions because they do have questions that you can just answer on your own to get a better sense of how you're feeling, and it's almost like another form of journaling if you don't want to write on actual pen and paper and you want someone to give you a prompt. Agape, A-G-A-P-E, is a really amazing app for that, and you can also do it with your partner to develop the relationship. Sam and I do this. We try to do it every day, just answering one agape question, whether it's behavioral or about conflict or just something silly or about the future. It's a really fun way to just get a sense of yourself and a sense of the people in your life. And then, like I said, if you are someone who really, really wants to change your life and only has a month to do it, I would cut out alcohol and I would develop or I would download the app 
sober time um, because it just is a nice way. That was like the first app that I got when I stopped drinking. It was just a nice way to track the progress and you can always look at it and be like, oh, wow, look, I've done like a week or I've done two weeks or 30 days. Um, And so I would download that if you're going to make the drastic change that is cutting out alcohol. It is the best decision I promise that I've ever made. And then I would download either Open, which is the app that I use, and I have a code for it if you want to try 30 days free. Once again, not sponsored, but it's Kale, C-A-I-L, 30, and you should get 30 days free on Open for that, and they have breathwork and meditation, and they also have workout classes. I've never done those, but I love their breathwork, and I love their meditations, and they also have a class in Venice. They have a studio and all the same teachers that are on the app teach in Venice, California, if any of my LA friends are listening. And I also like the app Superhuman by Mimi Bouchard. One of my friends recommended this to me a few years ago and I will say it's like kind of steep for some reason, the subscription, but she does have really great meditations on there. It's a lot of visualization, there's writing meditations, and there's like thousands and thousands of meditations that are very specified to situations. So, I would look into that. There's like breakup meditations and you just got into a conversation you felt uncomfortable in at a holiday party meditations. Like they are very, very specified to certain things that people really do go through. And then my last thing would be food and supplements that I would focus on. So I would start taking a daily symbiotic. So a symbiotic is going to be something that has a prebiotic, a probiotic, and a postbiotic in it. And the two that I recommend are Ritual. The Ritual Symbiotic is what I've been taking and I love it. I also, prior to that, took Seed. And Seed is like the daily DSO-1 symbiotic that I feel like a lot of people take in a lot of podcast sponsor. I highly recommend both. I've used both and they both have done the trick for me. But I would recommend incorporating that into your diet, especially if you're someone who struggles with gastrointestinal stuff or your skin feels like it's just like never clearing or you're having brain fog. There's just so many things that having a prebiotic, a probiotic, and a postbiotic are going to help you with and it's just amazing to be able to automate that by taking that every single day. I would do a daily scoop of sauerkraut for a month because it just has so many prebiotics and probiotics in it and also it's just going to help you clear your skin. It's going to help your digestion and I've been trying to do this and I like always forget to do it but I've been trying to work on the sauerkraut thing and I actually enjoy sauerkraut a lot and there's of course other things you can use that are going to give you that same effect but I highly recommend that and then I would transition from processed breads to sourdough I know plenty of people can do gluten I think I can do gluten I like to think that I can who knows maybe my body feels otherwise but I certainly don't have celiac or anything that would put me at risk from eating gluten and so I recommend transitioning from processed breads to sourdough just because it's going to help your digestion. When your digestion is working optimally, your whole body is just going to function better. Every metabolic process is going to happen with more ease and you're going to be able to focus more on what you're thinking and how you're feeling and not like if your stomach is bloated. And then I would cook for myself 80% of the time and the other 20% of the time would be spent at community-oriented meals. So that could be going out to dinner with a group of your friends or having a one-on-one dinner with someone or going on a date because a huge part of developing a really strong foundation of health, both physical and mental, is having a sense of community and, and feeling a sense of belonging. And 
I do think it's really important to have a relationship with food in which you create food for yourself and if you have the privilege of accessing farmers markets or having a garden where you can really go like pick the food that you're making that's going to be the best experience I personally don't have that but it really is amazing to be able to go to the store and pick out the whole foods that you want to cook and then making yourself something and even if it's not the most extravagant delicious meal you've ever had in your life it's gonna taste better because you made it and there's a sense of achievement there and then 20% of the time I wouldn't worry about cooking for yourself or the groceries that you have at home if you get invited to a dinner with friends or someone invites you to a dinner party or you're gonna go out on a date and eat there just let yourself really really enjoy and focus on the company as well as the experience of being like wow someone else is cooking for me and so I get to talk more to the person that I'm with or the people that I'm with so that's my 80 20 rule it's just cooking for myself and then community oriented meals and then Finally, I would transition to taking a non-melatonin-based sleep supplement. So the sleep supplement I'm taking right now is uh, magnesium, as I noted, and I believe there's like L3 and 8 in there and probably milk thistle. I should probably know exactly what's in there as it is a supplement that I'm recommending, but I found that taking melatonin, not only have studies shown that it prevents your brain and body from creating natural melatonin, which is a really important hormone, But also, I've just found that I don't have crazy dreams. I don't wake up with brain fog. I'm more focused the next day when I don't take something that's melatonin-based to help me sleep. But I am also someone who is really serious about sleep and I need a little bit of aid to get me there. So that is my whole wrap on what I would do if I had a month to change my life. And I'm sure there's a million other things that I will think of like as I'm falling asleep tonight and in the shower and just torturing myself over what I should have said but I'm very much at peace with what I share with you guys here and I hope everyone has I'm really glitching today I hope everyone is having just the most wonderful weekend I hope everyone had a wonderful Saturday and a safe Saturday night and I hope that this Sunday is just so exciting I hope the sun is out I hope you are having great meals community-oriented meals I hope that you just woke up gave yourself a high five in the mirror and are feeling psyched about being who you are and the opportunity to live this life as you so anyway thank you guys always for listening it means the world to me and I'm really glad that I re-recorded this episode because I think that this one was more valuable than the babble that I almost put out yesterday but I absolutely love you all and you guys are incredible human beings I cannot wait to see the way that this podcast develops and I'm just sending everyone so much love Mwah!